0: On today's first round KO, I have Cal in studio with me as we talk about the NFL Divisional Round matchups coming up this weekend, and we give our New Year's resolutions in the world of sports. Let's get day it. day
1: to call my mama to remind her we ain't bro. I'm on the move with
0: it. They are watching like what he do with it. It's I'm on the it. They are watching do it Look at him go, look at him. Welcome to the most must-hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined today by Callahan Steed.
1: I am excited to be on. This is my third time making the First Round KO appearance. Yeah. Just but right now, just the only time it's ever just been me and KO and we're on, oh, sure. we're, we're on winter break right now. It's a little bit different vibe <laughs> on campus. Feels like a complete ghost town. It's dead. But you know, hey, I that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. It means. Less people I gotta deal with, so
0: absolutely appreciate the, that. The, the, the place that I work is very dead right now, and it's very nice. <laughs> I, I was doing some thinking. If you work at Acorn, do you does that like get you a discount? I'm assuming probably yeah. on liquor. Right. Oh yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> ni- it's pretty nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're here. Um, I'm glad to have you here. We're gonna be recording your podcast after this as well. Uh, so, what makes me mad on? Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on everything. It's, it's on everything it's now.
1: It's on Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Uh, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, all Perfect. of that. I have an Android, and I use a little podcast app I use for free, and somehow that's on there too. So there's like, a Google Podcast hey,
0: app as well. I know, I know, I'm on there somewhere. Dude, too
1: it's cool seeing like your own little uh piece of art mm-hmm. that's like, hey, that's mine it's it's, somewhere. Yeah. Some dude is probably listening to that right now. <laughs> sometimes yeah. they do, sometimes they don't. But yeah, no, I love being a part of the first round KO family. You
0: know? Oh yeah, so or FRKO yeah, family, f- the Furko family, as kids <laughs> likes to say. Uh, so definitely check out what makes me mad find it wherever you find uh podcast also if you're a fan of this podcast if you like listening to my beautiful voice please give this podcast a subscribe please give us a review on itunes it really helps us grow helps other people find us so thank you for that i'll probably read out a few once we start getting some going but anyway let's talk some football let's do it so we got four divisional round matchups this upcoming weekend We'll just go in order because that's the easiest way to do it. Saturday, the two games, we start off Minnesota after coming off that big upset against the Saints, going to San Francisco to take on the one seed in the 49ers. How do you see this game shaping out?
1: Um, I feel like, well, see, I thought the Vikings would lose to New Orleans and they went in and proved me wrong, but. Uh, when I was looking at when I was watching that game though, it's just something didn't seem right with the Saints' offense. I don't know if it's been that way the entire year, but it's just—I mean, granted, <laughs> Breeze is getting a little bit older. Um, and Which so I said at the
0: beginning of the year, was, and no one wanted to listen to me.
1: And so, <laughs> you know, some of the stuff that you used to do just doesn't work anymore. Evident by the deep ball that yeah, he you was could, unable to throw. Yeah,
0: and you could see on that one deep ball at the end of the half where he underthrew and got picked off. And so. I didn't
1: expect the Vikings to go in and win, so props to them. Uh, But also I don't see them going into San Francisco and winning. See, it's a little bit different, though, because the Niners don't have really any postseason experience. Like, that team's very, very young. I know Garoppolo has been a backup to New England, so he understands, like, some preparation, but it's different being a backup compared to a Um, starter.
0: Really, the only person that I I can really think of – D Ford, I guess. He was with the Chiefs last year, but even then, I mean – Emmanuel Ema- Sanders. Emanuel Sanders is the only one. And, I mean, he was on the Broncos team not only with Peyton but with Tebow before that, too, when they had, you know, those upsets. And then and, Sh- and Shanahan and Pittsburgh too. was the
1: OC for Atlanta when they went on their Super Bowl run. But, I mean, at the same yeah. time, too, like he also knows about the collapse. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like the front four of the Niners uh, – I feel like the Vikings' offensive line is still pretty shaky. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, you look what happened when they uh, played Week 16 up in Minnesota um, against Green Bay's mm-hmm. edge rushers and how and badly they struggled against them. Yeah. And I could see the exact same thing happening, and so I'll, t- I'll take the Niners and in that.
0: Kirk, to that point, always talks about how when he's uncomfortable in the pocket, he's just not a comfortable quarterback. Yeah. And th- I mean that's what Minnesota- you, could,
1: you could see it because like lately like anytime like he gets pressure near he just mm-hmm. folds up mm-hmm. and so
0: and you look at the offensive and defensive line for San Francisco they go into every game where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the more comfortable quarter- or quarterback in the pocket because their defense is going to get more pressure than their offensive line is going to allow every game and I just don't I don't see like cook will have a decent game he'll hit those not nine- see that's the thing though Cook. He, he had 84 yards at halftime. At the end of three, he had 82. He went backwards in the third quarter, and then I think he only ended up with like 94, 96 yards. Wow. He had a big first half. I think they went away with him in the game plan. So if they stick with him, they can stay in this game. I just don't see Kirk being able to throw against that secondary.
1: It says prime time, too. It'd be, <laughs> uh, I think it would be – and it's either it either that or it's. I know it's Saturday, but it's either right. going to be at four, three thirty-five, three thirty-five. Okay, yeah. that's maybe not prime
0: time. I don't know. Maybe they got a shot now. Please be. Oh, it's not ESPN. That would have been really funny. Um, because <laughs> then Kirk's losing for sure. Um, no, but like even that, even that game where Kirk, listen, Kirk did not have a good game. Everyone is get. Everyone's giving him a lot of credit. He had a good overtime, (laughs) where he made two good throws. He made the throw to Thielen, which is a very good throw, and he made the throw to Rudolph for the win. Other than that, he made some good throws during the other four quarters, but really, he did not look great. He looked like what I expect from Kirk Cousins. That game, really, to me, was the Saints not performing to what they should, and the Vikings just doing what they should, and that just being better than the Saints. I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to do that against the San Francisco team. Uh, The way that that defense has been playing in home field, um, I mean, they're favored minus seven, which I think the Saints were also favored minus seven, to be fair. But, yeah, I just don't see it.
1: I mean, they just, Saints just kind of had a meltdown in that game, too. I mean, you just saw, like, the frustration boiling on the sideline with Lattimore uh, and everything, too. And he had just a bad game, and he's an excellent cover corner, too.
0: That's the other thing stefan Diggs had a meltdown where he kind of was throwing a temper tantrum on the side he was winning <laughs> yeah but i don't get that i know you want to get the ball when you're a receiver but it's like dude, if you're but winning, stats literally don't matter right now yeah
1: all you want to do is just survive in advance and it's
0: that's like... really frustrating like can you imagine when you know richard sherman's gonna be on him this weekend and he doesn't get a single look <laughs> like then he's really gonna be pissed i don't know um As a Packer fan, I will say I'm going to be cheering for Minnesota in this game. I would much rather – I know we'd be playing Minnesota for a third time, and that's never good. But I would much rather Minnesota come to us than we go to San Francisco.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I was just kind of doing some thinking. The San Francisco defense, obviously, we know is very, very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their offense, though, do you trust it, though, in the postseason? Because when you look at them – they have some decent pieces, but they don't have like a standout offensive weapon. They have I that think you have to prep for where it's like,
0: we have to shut down this guy. It's the running game. And it's not to your point that it isn't one guy, but it is their running game. It's Mostert, it's Burita, it's Coleman. Coleman, thank you, Tevin Coleman. It's that three headed monster in the because Shanahan could plug, you know, use check in as the R B one and they would still rush for probably hundred yards. That is true. they to run have fullbacks run wheel routes and i love it and make fullbacks great again like all four running backs there they're going to be weapons whether whether it's in the passing or running game that's going to be the biggest thing for that minnesota team anthony Barr and that linebacking crew are really going to have to you know be looking for that uh running game i think that's going to be the key because who knows what jimmy garoppolo can do in the playoffs we've never seen him in the playoffs You know, and he hasn't been super impressive this year. He's been a game manager is really what he's been all year. Yeah, it's
1: just the scheme is really, really good over in San Francisco. But it's just like their offense. I mean, Debo Samuel's a nice young rookie, but it's just like – there's no one oh. that Just scares me really, and it's like I'm saying. Say, Kittle. Yeah, true. <laughs> Kittle. I, I, I just—they have, just have a monster. They have a monster tight end. Sh- <laughs> yeah. Shows how good we are at sports broadcasters. God, they have no offensive <laughs> weapons. Ah, oh, don't they uh. have some tight end? Pff, that shit don't matter. But is yeah. So <laughs> yeah. aside from Kittle, but yeah. I, I don't know. I I mean, granted, the Packers got blown
0: out by them when they had to face them, but like. And don't get me still, wrong. I want to face. I want to face San Francisco again. I want to. I want to beat the best as a Packer fan, but I also would rather you know, I'd, if I'm being objective, I'd rather play Minnesota. Out of
1: curiosity, if um, Green Bay gets knocked out either this weekend, next weekend, who would you be pulling for then, uh, for the to win the Super Bowl? Do you uh, have uh, overall? Yeah, do you, Baltimore. You, Baltimore, easily. Baltimore? That's yeah,
0: I, I mean, honestly, winner of the Baltimore Chiefs game. But I was <laughs>
1: thinking, I. I, yeah, want I really want anyone from the AFC I'd really be fine actually, with. Actually, yeah, looking – Like, even, like, Tennessee, like
0: – I'd actually be a w- okay with anyone in, in the AFC. I'd be okay with Deshaun. I'd be okay with Mahomes, Lamar, and Tannehill. Can you imagine if the Titans came out of nowhere and won I, that I thing? Think,
1: I think I want the Chiefs just because they haven't won it since nineteen six. It's either 69 or 71 of the two, but it's been I'll a really, really long time.
0: anyone except – anyone out of the AFC – but only the Packers out of the. I don't want to see anyone from the NFC win it besides us.
1: That's f- I wouldn't mind seeing Russell win one. No. but at the same time, like I wouldn't mind San Fran See, I don't want Bosa to win one. I'll tell I you,
0: like I'll, I'll tell you, is the- related to Kumaro, so I'm okay with him. True, but I'll t- <laughs> I'll tell you off the pod for my reason. Fair enough. Why. Fair enough.
1: But uh, also too, then Sherman would get one, uh, yes. another one, and that's a good comeback story. Yeah. And then, uh, but then Kittle. Minnesota, but then Minnesota fans are just idiots, and they hate us for some reason. So it's like,
0: you guys, yeah, you don't need to. I win. don't. Want, I don't want Minnesota. Yeah. I need to keep those choking jokes alive. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of the AFC, one of the matchups, we got the Tennessee Titans going to Baltimore take on the Ravens. The over/under in this game <laughs> is forty-seven. Hammer the under. Absolutely hammer that under. You know how many run plays are going to be called in this game?
1: Yeah, about to say this is going to be a heavy running attack. You have Derrick Henry going up against Lamar Jackson. Two Heisman winners, I believe. Or did
0: Henry win the Heisman? Did Henry win the Heisman? God, I, I'm looking I it up right now. I think so. I mean, technically Mariota versus, but Mariota's on the bench.
1: <laughs> um, Ooh, Badgers basketball tied up right now with a minute to go. Oh, well, that's good. Close game. That, I'm but I'm I'm looking right up. Derek okay. Henry Heisman. <laughs> Great audio we're putting up You're right the, now. Oh yeah, obviously. All right, come on, come Only on. Only the best. On. Uh yeah, he won it in 2015. Alright,
0: well, there All you right, go. Cool. Two Heisman winners. I like Yay. that. Yay! Technically, three on the Mariota won it, right? Yeah. Yep. Flying yeah. Hawaiian. Yeah. So the three on the field for this game. Four on the field. Five on the field. RG3 and Mark Ingram are there too. Let's yes, yes. go. All right. This is a Heisman game for sure. I love this. Okay. But so Mark Slayarth was talking about this on the Pat McAfee show where like most games, it's about 12 possessions each team. Correct? Correct. This game is going to be like seven. (laughs) Like there's going to be so many running plays. This game is going to go by super quick. Thank God it's the night game so that we don't have to wait in between like this. It's going to be a late game, but it's going to be over early. It's going to be about efficiency and who can score the best and like who can come out of their drives with the most points and i mean how do you not take baltimore like and i always like to break it down in the three you, you offense defense special teams and you can throw coaching in there i obviously take baltimore's offense i obviously take baltimore's defense defense is pretty close in my opinion actually tennessee's defense has been um special teams then with tucker special teams with pucker <laughs> tucker and uh coach I believe cook I think it's pronounced actually and then coaching I I mean as much as I like variable you got to give to Harbaugh what he's been doing I think he's coach of the year Um, going from Flacco to Lamar like that has just been incredible so it's hard for me to I think Tennessee has a shot I think Tennessee has a real shot Derrick Henry breaks off a couple long runs Tannehill plays his good game takes away that pick that he threw through last week there's a shot but I just don't I don't see it happening
1: Tennessee is my dark horse team, and in in the playoffs, I would genuinely love. Don't think they will win because the Ravens are just too good. But I really want to pull the trigger on it. Here's why: so when you have, what's nice when you have a power running game like you do with Derrick Henry. One, that wears down a defense. Absolutely. Two, it keeps Lamar Jackson and that offense off the field. Absolutely. And one of the things that I remember from a little history lesson is back in the 90s when it was Bills and uh, Giants in the Super Bowl. The Bills had a really high-powered offense. What did the Giants do to keep them off the field? They ran the ball with Otis Anderson. Anderson had a bunch of yards on the ground and just the offense just had to sit on the sidelines. They ended up low-scoring game. Giants ended up winning. You want to hold a team like that, like Baltimore, that has, like, this super high-powered offense that no one can really figure out how to stop, just pound it with Derrick Henry. It worked against New England. And Vrabel proven to be a really, really, really good coach. And also, too, they switch quarterbacks halfway through the year. They still let Mariota come in, run a wildcat play here or there. <laughs> but they're a different team with Tannehill at quarterback. Absolutely. They're a lot better. Yeah, I. And I think a lot closer. I think it, you know my prediction will be. Uh, comes down to a Justin Tucker game-winning field goal. Yeah, forty-six I, yards.
0: Genuinely, it's going to be less than seven points. I think it'll be it It'll be a three or six, uh, point game. I. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Obviously, I think Lamar and that running game and that and his passing game are just going to be more efficient, and that's what it's going to come down to. Because as the Titans, you can't kick field goals. Right. You have to score touchdowns on all of your drives. You have to score touchdowns because you have to think. If say there are seven possessions each, you have to think Baltimore is getting at least three touchdowns with that, and can Tennessee go and counteract that and get a couple field goals as well, get those touchdowns. I just don't see it happening. I also have Baltimore. I don't think anyone can beat Baltimore this year. I genuinely think they're just gonna run, run rough shot and beat everyone, and win the Super Bowl.
1: Wisconsin is now down by one with twenty two seconds left. Oh my God, goodness. they were, they were winning. The oh, the game was going so good, but oh well. I can't lose
0: to Illinois twice in a year. Anyway. Oh. No. Um, oh, yeah,
1: that's right. God, Connor Moore is going to be unbearable. <laughs> oh, no.
0: God. You're right. It's okay. I took his fantasy championship away <laughs> Yeah, <from> nice.
1: <laughs> By the way, I did see that uh, you guys were hanging out at New Year's Eve in mm-hmm. Whitewater, and I was in Whitewater too. We were,
0: a- no, we were in Milwaukee.
1: Oh, yeah, then yeah. never mind. Yeah. I was about to be like, shit, I should have
0: came over. <laughs> Saw a good group of guys. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, all right, so moving on to Sunday, the 2 o'clock game, the Houston Texans traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm gonna call this the Connor Moore will be crying in jealousy bowl because the Bears had a
1: chance to take both of these quarterbacks. You know
0: I've seen so I've, that's
1: what you get for Illinois. Probably most likely gonna be beating Wisconsin basketball. Take that, you
0: Illinois bandwagon fan. I can't take credit for this, but I've seen it called online the son of a mitch bowl. Yep. <laughs> which um, I also
1: s- I also saw a stat that uh, Chicago had a chance to take uh, nine out of the twelve quarterbacks um in the uh playoffs when it first started up so here's a, here's a quick little quiz kale can you try naming the three that they had
0: no shot to take i'd have to i mean off the top i'm not i'm not gonna look at any teams so That's fair. Mariota. well i guess he's not a starter never mind hold on i want to say Tanya was taken early but i'm not i gotta think first they had a shot at Mahomes. They had a shot at Watson. They had a shot at Brady. Everyone had a shot at – ooh, Rodgers was taken late. Now I, I got to look at teams. Now I'm just blanking on the teams. Oh, Lamar. They didn't have a shot on Lamar. Who else was even in here?
1: Um, Think back to teams that got eliminated too.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now the eagles so i'm gonna carson wentz was taken pretty early wasn't he i'm gonna go carson wentz lamar jackson i don't think drew Brees was taken i can't remember now i'm just blanking on draft
1: would you like for me to give the
0: answer hold on i want to i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna say Tannehill wentz and Lamar Jackson.
1: <laughs> okay. They had uh, Tannehill, you're right on. Wentz, you're right on. Uh, Lamar was taken 32nd overall. He was taken 32nd. Um, Shoot. I believe it was. Shit, now I'm blanking. Um, Who's the other one? Uh. Damn it. I just thought of it too. Or I had it for it a wasn't second. wasn't Russ. It he wasn't felt. Russ. It wasn't Kirk Cousins. Uh, it wasn't Rodgers. Breeze was second round. Uh, Maybe unless it was, unless they didn't have a first round pick that year. It wasn't Buffalo. It wasn't. Oh, Josh, Josh Allen. Was it
0: Josh Allen? Yeah,
1: it was Josh Allen. Dang it, man. That makes sense though. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I should have known about Lamar because I wanted Jacksonville to take him. Anyway, that's, yeah, a, that's you, an interesting also step. Also, too, could
1: you imagine, too, I remember on draft night, Bill Simmons was tweeting out that he wanted – he was like, "Oh my God, Lamar is falling to the
0: Patriots," and that would have been a genius move on their part I mean, to take Lamar. I'm pretty sure I was on hot dog with you. I was begging Jacksonville to take him. Yeah, I was begging were. everyone to take him because I knew he was going to be. I didn't know he was going to be just, this good. See, but. what I like about those guys like
1: a Jackson or a Murray, if they're mobile enough and they can make plays on their own, if you put them in a team with absolutely no talent, at least you know they can go make plays on their own yeah. by just taking off and running. Um, and uh. Yeah, so, whereas, like, Put if in, you draft, like, a Darnold or a Rosen. Right. Whereas, like, need you talent need talent. Yeah.
0: Um. So, anyway, back to the game that we're here. All the home teams are just favored, like, crazy in these games, which is, like, is the San Francisco's favored minus seven. Baltimore's favored minus nine and a half, which I think is way too high. The Chiefs are also fi- favored minus nine and a half. Which actually, it seems fair. Dang it, Wisconsin! God. Did they lose? Shoot, I hate this team sometimes.
1: <laughs> they were four and oh, they were they're like just... four 0 oh two with Potter, and I was like, man, this whole team's different. And then they fucking lose.
0: Yeah, they're just not that good. Um, <sighs> but anyway, I fire
1: Greg Gard. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I, I can I cannot fire Greg Gard. That I love man, Greg Gard. that man came into Culver's one night and was nice enough to take our take my picture with them so oh, nice so um and his assistant i forget his name too analeem ford and uh Dimitri trice and carter higginbotham came oh, in nice. one uh summer on their way to Lollapalooza. uh <laughs> i did not get to talk to them though when we were kind of busy and then one of my co-workers kind of started fangirling over because i was like hey i'm gonna go ask them for a picture do you want to come because it was like me and like a person and then she just started like crying about it and i'm just like I hate working here so much sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. That's a side story. Anyway, back to uh, the son of a Mitch Bull. Son
0: of a Mitch Bull. Um, I I mean, Chiefs. The Chiefs offense is still really good. Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman. Watkins isn't doing anything this year, but that's fine. Shady's going to be healthy because they've been resting him. And that defense is playing really well right now. Chris Jones in the middle of that line is really good. Kendall Fuller, that whole, like, on uh, Bashad Breeland, who was on the Packers last year. All these guys are really stepping up late in the season right now, and I, I just don't see how, I, I just don't see how a Houston can combat that.
1: I'll, uh, I'm gonna take uh, Kansas City as well too. Uh, I think uh, it'll probably be colder weather, Houston mm-hmm. warm dome team. Uh, Andy Reid not the best coach in the playoffs, but Bill O'Brien last week <laughs> literally was trying to give away that game and he's just not that great now that i look at it he's
0: been so bad over the past few years he's just if
1: he didn't have deshaun and deandre where would that team be i mean for he's fired gm he got become the gm and just i think if lately if they didn't make the playoffs and depending on when they get knocked out i think you really
0: have to kind of put him on the hot seat because it's his own bed well that's who fires him Ah uh, the owner probably and that's who would have to be because yeah. he's the gm as well um yeah, I listen in Houston's got talent like you said they have but he he's just not a good he's he's a lot like Freddie Kitchens to me, but he's lasted so much Big longer oof. it's just who would you uh uh hire um
1: to just since we're on the topic of it uh hire to replace Freddie Kitchens than if you're the
0: browns remaining I would have uh, remaining people that's the key here um if if you can somehow get McDaniels, I think he's the dream guy. Because ooh, I would be big no on McDaniels. If McDaniels commits to the team and he doesn't pull whatever he did with the Colts last year or two years ago, he was, whatever it was. He was, be- he was not good in Denver. But to just think about that offensive mind with that offensive we- weaponry in, in Cleveland. I think it could work. That's fair. Um, I want I the, K- the Kansas City OC. If you can, ooh, yeah, good one um greg roman but i don't think he would leave um see i think roman depending on this is he does really
1: good with mobile quarterbacks mm-hmm. and i know mayfield's better than average at athleticism but like i think he would have looked really good been really good with the cowboys with prescott yes. and how mobile prescott is you there's know, some stat where like roman was the oc for
0: kaepernick right uh smith and jackson and like right they've all improved you know Andre who him. I actually think Cleveland should go after and pay crap ton of money because he'd be worth it? No, actually. Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer. That's because fair. you know what Cleveland needs? They need maturity, and they need leadership, and they need a strict coach. He who, did teach a class in leadership, who, too. And who, who can come in and lead this team and whip them into shape so that they're not doing 60 commercials in the offseason, yeah, so is that they're true. not wearing the wrong shoes every game, so that they're not wearing watches during the, like. Bodell. <sighs> they they need someone, they need a leader. And I think Urban Meyer would be the perfect guy to come in. Go spend whatever money you need to, Cleveland. Go get Urban Meyer. I think that's, and I that's why I think McCarthy would have been the guy there, because not only is he the offensive mind, but I think he is an experienced leader of a head coach who could go in there and try to do uh, some work with Cleveland, but. And Matt Rule would have been a good one too. I like it. I like that hire for Carolina. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. And
1: we should we move on to the
0: last game. We then? should. Right. And uh, me and you both have a vested interest. I was gonna call. I might still call it my buddy Chad, who has been on this podcast a few times. He's an avid listener. He is a Seattle Seahawks fan. Oof. He switched over a few years ago. Um, when the bandwagon was strong, right? <laughs> um, to be fair, he's he I he's been cheering for them for a while. That's fair, and now he you know he's sticking through. I don't think he'll ever switch off of them. He's a Seahawk guy now. But anyway, I mean, this is gonna be an interesting game. Seattle just did not. They didn't impress me at all. Like they were playing Josh McCown, and Josh McCown had many chances to tie up that game. You know, it it was an eight point game, and he he had two late fourth and goals, basically, um, that he did not convert that you have to think if Carson Wentz is in that game, he converts at least one of those, and we have a game there. Like, I think – and maybe they kick those field goals instead of doing – like, I just think Seattle was just extremely non-impressive. Without Rashad Penny and without Chris Carson, they don't have that strong of a run game. I know Lynch is back and he has, you know, beast mode. It's fun and it's cool, but he's just not what he used to be. He'll have, he'll have a couple big runs, but he's not beast mode. Plus, he's not in the passing game, so you know they're not going to pass when he's in, or he's just it. – they're just not the same offense without Chris Carson and, and even Rashad Penny. So – and that defense, yes, they got seven sacks, but it's on a 40-year-old Josh, Josh McCown who hasn't thrown a ball in over a year. He should have thrown the – they should not have had seven sacks, and they're very – they don't get a lot of sacks our offensive line is healthy aaron Rodgers has a week off jamal williams is going to be healthy everyone's going to be healthy on this packers team jair is going to be able to cover tyler lockett kevin king's going to be able to kind of stick with dk metcalf but we'll have someone over the top see
1: what's nice is i saw uh, a tweet from a scout that king versus metcalf is going to match up should favor the packers because king king's uh, been phenomenal this year fast uh, tall, mm-hmm. Um, but then also two Metcalfs kind of limited in his route tree
0: mm-hmm. Uh, and not as fluid. Um, that was the so, big thing coming out of the draft for him. So that King should be able to stick with And him. Jair against Tyler is going to be an awesome matchup to watch. I, I, I just like the Packers in every aspect. I, I love thing. the
1: Packers, but this game just kind of worries me. I think one of the things that should help is Seattle's offensive line going up against our edge rushers. Yeah. It was like Zadarius and Preston and Gary mm-hmm. should just have a field day, and Kyler Kyler Fackrell too had a big game last year he, against
0: Seattle too. Well, and he's he's been really good all year. When he felt every time, because it felt like for like five games in a row, there Zadarius would go down for a drive or a quarter or so, and Kyler would come in and he would be fine. Like he's always been a solid player for us. Um, yeah, I just love what Kenny Clark's gonna be able to do up the middle. Plus Smith Bros on the edge, Dean Lowry re- stopping the run. I I
1: still worry tremendously about this game though, just because I know we're thirteen and three. God, we just have not looked sharp though. Like no. I will happily take from where we were at last year, but like this team's still a little shaky a and little And
0: here's bit. the thing. Yes, it's shaky, but we've been winning. True. And we've been winning ugly. What were all the games last weekend? Ugly. Ugly. <laughs> Ugly, ugly games. Honestly, I think we're the best at winning ugly right now. Maybe Baltimore is just good at winning in general, but I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I think we have this game pretty easily. The fact that we're only favored minus four and everyone else is favored minus nine is a little interesting. I think that's just Wilson because is
1: not great at Lambo either. Too, I think he's, he's like zero and three, and he's. Throw more interceptions than touchdowns.
0: I know the last four that the Seahawks have come to Lambeau, the Packers have all won. And I think three of those have been Russell, I think. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know. Then again, Aaron was 0-3 in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium before that Vikings game. True. I As long as Russell's playing, they have a chance. And the Seahawks always scare me. We, it's I always hope. an interesting game. But I feel very confident in this game. I hope
1: that – Rogers really bad game that he had against Detroit just got he got it out of his I he's system
0: kick himself in the ass for that one I, I really hope he do. got it out of
1: his system and I hope them boys realize that they just can't show up for just a half and beat a team like they got to go full four quarters so I think the Packers will win I just don't trust this team a whole lot fully prepared to get my heart stomped on them though in a <laughs> small tiny not this weekend next weekend pieces man. like they always find a way to do <laughs> All my sports teams find a way to do.
0: I was yeah, I was gonna say Wisconsin, sports. but you even got
1: the Cubs to throw in there. Football Wisconsin football, Wisconsin basketball, Cubs for so long. Yeah, they won it in twenty sixteen, but like they've also still found many other creative ways. <laughs> it's like Craig Kimbrell coming in. All right, boys, we still got a chance to possibly take one from the Cardinals. Oh, we're just gonna get swept in all four. Craig Kimbrell gives up back to back home runs on two or, pitches.
0: I mean my favorite God. Game one sixty three oh yeah
1: (laughs) i mean granted that one was just god we just sucked i mean we we sucked out we we sucked on the stretch i knew just our offense was just shit so i was not expecting us to win but that game or the one or game 164 for the wild card uh where (laughs) we only where we only literally muster one run thanks Chili davis (laughs) a plus hitting coach um God I
0: anyway did
1: not remember that name until lately now and I wish I didn't anyway.
0: <laughs> All right. Davis. Well that's that's those games. That's that's playoffs. I'm excited. Should, I love playoffs. Should, playoff should be a good oh, additional round. Also, we can touch on this real quick. I've already talked about this, but uh national championship Monday night, Who do you got? LSU. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel like
1: they're just a team of destiny. Joe Burrow I mean you changed your name on Twitter for the Joe Burrow Joe Burke, KO. but uh, I just I just love Ed Orgeron I thought he got the bad deal at USC but then yet again just I he, he's o. I I don't I just Go Tigers. I just can't imagine Coach O coaching out in LA like he's just such a down south coach and <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely just, his favorite food is gumbo <laughs> and,
1: and uh just I love everything about him I've I've told people at work my coach Owen oh, per impression is uh the from Swamp People. I don't know if you ever watched Swamp <laughs> yes. People at all, and you know that one guy. I think it was forget his name, but he was just like, "Hey, Jacob, we gonna go get them Gators today." That's <laughs> my coach. Oh, hey, we gonna go get them Gators. Go we Tigers. Go, go Tigers. Go Tigers. I love him. So Death bad. Valley, where dreams um, come to die. <laughs> but no, they have a lot of talent too offensively. Oh, it's absolutely. gonna be uh.
0: That wide receiver. For 2020
1: like... slash twenty twenty-one draft offensively. I expect a lot of people from LSU and Clemson to go off the board. Oh, Travis absolutely. Etienne, T. Higgins, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Justin Ross, and then Joe Burrow. Uh I'm thinking of the wide receivers, they're kind of slipping my mind. Thaddeus Chase. Moss at yeah. the tight end. Yeah. Randy's
0: yep. God. I feel old. I know. His kids <laughs> it's get... weird. God. Um but I just think they're a team Also. Destiny. Delpit, watch out for him. I think he's going to be a star True. at the and then, safety position. Then that
1: uh, young freshman they got too. That's a standout corner. Yes, but I don't know at the same time too. Clemson's
0: won a shit ton of games. Listen, too. Trevor Lawrence, he's undefeated. That's the thing. And everyone complains that they have a cupcake schedule. It doesn't matter. They're the national champions, and they haven't lost since. So who's to say that they're not still the national champions? I, I just think LSU's a better overall team. Um, I'm. I was very impressed with Clemson's win over Ohio State, even though I knew they were going to win that game. But LSU- I was
1: more impressed with LSU's win. Oh,
0: absolutely! Oklahoma. And listen, LSU's not going to do Obviously. what they did. <laughs> They're not going to do what they did to Oklahoma, to Clemson. But they'll they'll win by I think at least two scores. I it, think Burrow's just gonna. He's he's just that good. I just hope it's a good game. Yeah. I just I hope both teams have fun. Genuinely can't That's wait. That's what I want. Genuinely can't wait to see Burrow in Cincinnati
1: be a fun matchup God, a that's fun. gonna be a by the way i'm going to the draft uh uh one of my buddies was like hey would you possibly want to go and i was like and i'm not a big traveler at all too and I'm where like, is it this year vegas oh yeah i uh, see i was kind of hoping it would be like next year i think it's gonna be in kansas city or cleveland one of those midwestern areas Cleveland I, would be fun i wouldn't mind going to that but no. uh no nah, it should be a lot of fun so i'll see burrow get announced too. Hell yeah I'll be like, hey, I'll, s- I'll send you that live reaction of when Burrow gets
0: drafted. Perfect. All right. Uh, all right. Well, New Year's resolutions. So we're just going to list off what we think the New Year's resolutions for certain things within the sports world will be, for example.
1: All right. So uh, my first one, NFL, figure out officiating.
0: Holy crap. Figure it out.
1: And honestly, I just feel like it needs to just come down to common sense Maybe just I saw Joel Klatt uh, tweeted out something who one of the great minds of college football. I, I really enjoy listening to his opinions on stuff uh, about trying in one of his tweets was, hey, maybe we should just try uh, having more universal rules for each sports. Like, you know, how college and NFL is so different. A lot of these refs, you know, yeah, coach I can see both that. or ref both. And I feel like it's just got to be common sense. If you have replay that can help it out help out your officials like honestly they should just have someone I think they have it for the playoffs but like just have if a call is just really bad just have someone buzz down just hey you gotta reverse that or hey that wasn't a hold we're gonna pick up the flag or something like that it's just if it comes down to like that to where it could like honestly decide a game because I hate it when like you have a great game and it comes down to poor officiating I understand that's a really tough job but like they just gotta do a better job at it that's keep, just my whole keep
0: thing. Keep an eye out for the, how the XFL does all this stuff. True, because for one, from what I've heard, they have some really good ideas. They and have a stri- They have a sky judge. <laughs> I don't
1: think the XFL, the XFL is going to work. But one of the things they had a couple of uh, ideas that the NFL did then decide to use, um, with like that uh, camera that hovers over the field yeah uh that was an xfl invention Mm -hmm. and like um having like the cameras and like the huddle or whatever not having cameramen on the field but like
0: getting like as close as you can i love the ref cams in college yeah i we need more of those because i just love watching jonathan taylor run at the referee and then (laughs) then you see the ref just kind of jump off (laughs) to the side a little bit those are genuinely some of my favorite replays but no seriously though from what i've heard i've heard a lot of oliver luck talking he's the commissioner Andrew Luck's dad, I believe, yep. um, talking about what they're – a lot of the th- – not just officiating, but a lot of other things. But I've heard a lot of their officiating stuff. They've looked at what hasn't worked in the NFL, and they're trying to not revolutionize the game, but they're at least trying to make a good product for themselves. I think
1: one of the things um, that they should do – crap, I literally just had. But I feel like it's just got to be, like, just common sense. If Oh, yeah, for replay. Uh, Instead of, like, wasting, like, five – this goes for all sports, but instead of just wasting, like, five minutes – college basketball is really bad at this with, like, (laughs) their replay review. You go in, uh, two looks probably at it, slow motion, different angles – uh one speed or then one full speed Mm -hmm. um and if you can't tell then just play on like i hate it when they go in where they're clearly looking for something they go 10 different angles then you're trying to judge well did the ball take a certain way did it take that Mm -hmm. like in my eyes like yeah like you could look back and point like that's like technically like back all but if you just can't tell you can't tell. You just move on. You just
0: stick with the call, and the other team just find a way to stop. The well, and team. it sounds like that's one thing that the XFL is doing, that Sky Judge is going to be the replay guy, and he's going to get 30 to 60 seconds, and that's it, to look at Ooh, a replay. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be super exciting. I really like that idea. Um, but, yeah, we
1: they, they, they were talking about uh, pace of games, and, yeah, it's just I feel like review takes just, just slows the game down to a grinding halt, and I like that idea, just quick, quick, quick.
0: Absolutely. Uh, New Year's resolution for pitchers Ooh, in the ma- in Major League nice. Baseball. And this is a good one. I like this. This came off of a comment that I saw. I can't even – now I'm forgetting a comment, of course, but pitchers need to not get mad at hitters for hitting home runs. Exactly. They need to be mad at themselves. Lighten up. For hitting for, – for pitching home runs. Because when a batter strikes out – They celebrate. No, Well, well it, yes, but – Yeah. So when a batter strikes out – They're mad at themselves for swinging at that ball. So why is a pitcher then mad at the batter for doing their job and hitting home run? The pitcher needs to be pissed at himself for doing that. Exactly. I think that that's a really good new year's resolution. It's so backwards to, to think like, ah, you know, you're supposed to be hitting home runs, but fuck you for doing it. How dare you like, show emotion? This is Major League Baseball. How dare you be better at your job than I am at my job? Do you think Babe Ruth would do that? <laughs> exactly. It's it's ridiculous. So, pitchers, get off your high horse. I know you're making a shit ton of money now, but Jesus Christ, just pitch better and don't get mad at them for doing their job.
1: I have another New Year's resolution. This goes to college football, back to officiating. Love it. Change the targeting rule. I have bitched about this on what makes me mad before, and I just hate it. What they should honestly do with targeting, have that rule still be in effect, but treat it like how they do in soccer where it's like a yellow-red card system Okay. or like what they do for like unsportsmanlike conduct penalties where if it's severe enough, like, the LSU-Oklahoma game, there's a guy that got ejected for targeting. Right. Right call, clearly. It was the blindside like,
0: block, right? Yeah, but, where, yep. like, he
1: just came, like, flying out of
0: nowhere and just drilled the running Which, back, and it was like. That's the thing. I think they got that call right. Yeah. But he should not have been ejected. I don't think so. Not for that. Like, maybe that's a warning type of thing, where if you get another one of those penalties, maybe it's like a flagrant.
1: The, the way I see it is there's something. Like, so the Sean Wade, technically by law, Targeting. But like at the same time, Lawrence dips his head, you're coming in full speed, Lawrence 6'6 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. how do you like how, it's hard for Wade just in that situation, give him like a yellow card warning, and then if he does another targeting call, exactly. then he can be gone from the game. Um, and then just but some of them i like flagrant enough where it's like, yeah, just kick him out of the game. There should be
0: a flagrant one, flagrant two, like in basketball, yeah. almost type of thing. And
1: then, um, also, too, I think they got to do something with, like, the suspensions. Like, I say if they're just gone for the rest of the game, just, yeah, then that should be a good enough punishment. I just kind of hate how it's either. If they get kicked out of a game, then they have to sit out first half or they have to sit out yeah, whole game. I mean, it's just I
0: don't like that a lot. It's just
1: really wonky. And then also, too, another thing uh, I'd like to see NCA uh, fix for their New Year's resolution, figure out the transfer portal. Figure out transfers. Yeah. Either make it – you get – one free transfer, um, and then you have to sit out a year or you have to just automatically sit out a year or, but what, but I just hate how some guys like a Tate Martell or Justin Fields can just transfer, uh, and they don't have to sit out, but then you have like a Micah Potter situation where for some reason it's one and a half years and it's like, he did everything you guys wanted him to do. Um, and just, I, I think there's, I think I also saw something too where it was like a tight end for Miami or somewhere down south wanted to transfer back home to illinois because his grandfather was dying and so NCA did not allow that transfer to go through to because <laughs> oh NCA is just a bunch of freaking they're, idiots they're terrible right, yeah. um but yeah um you got any other new year's resolutions because i think i got one or two more i'm
0: sure i could think of something uh i mean if you wanted uh new year's resolution for the wwe vince focused on your xfl <laughs> i was
1: gonna go um just find a way to be better because honestly i was thinking about it today that decade where they really had no competition aside from AEW coming out but last that's second last yeah and tna beginning of the years <laughs> with like where yeah like hogan and nash and those guys can still you know make a pop but like that wasn't really much competition find ways to motivate yourself besides competition Focus on just one target audience instead of trying to appeal to about six different ones when you watch Raw. I was listening to What Culture, and they're saying like they literally try to appeal to like every segment of the fans. Where one minute it's something that would be tailored to your grandfather, mm-hmm. next minute it'd be your kids, the next minute it's you, and it's just like pick a just lane, stick <clears> with it, and have thought out, coherent stories. With possible room to maneuver if someone gets hot at the right time, correct? But like, I hate how everything's just so hastily done. You can't
0: go week to week, and Vince literally rewrites his script week to week, and it's so fear it's so infuriating. I don't want to go too much into this. Because I've ranted about this enough,
1: but uh, it's extremely frustrating. Another thing, um, I want to see them do, uh, just stop getting so mainstream. I know, like, the whole thing is, oh, we got to try getting on ESPN, we got to try getting, on- <laughs> we got to try uh, getting fans from UFC, and it's just like, no, 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 like, people, like, sometimes are just die hard, like, no, I hate WWE, that's fine, like, just. Stick with your fan base mm-hmm. and just make that sh- make that bond stronger, and then maybe you'll be able to convince someone. Like, like I don't think like you're gonna convince someone to watch WWE. That's a UFC fan. That's like, hey, Cain Velasquez is over here and he's world champion. Or do you want to watch Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar? Kind of wrestle, but not really. Like they'd be like, no, I want to watch some fight for real, and I could just do that on UFC. And it's just you're not gonna really get a whole lot of people crossing over. And I'd want them to realize that just you know. Hey, just we got to just figure out our audience. Yeah.
0: Um, also, too, I got one more. Sure.
1: The United States men's national team. <laughs> Stop accepting mediocrity as a fine result. <laughs> we are one of the greatest countries in the world. I don't care what anyone says. We uh, have all this power, all these great uh, U-17, 18, 19, 16 teams. Uh Damn it, we should not be so mediocre when it comes to men's soccer. Women's soccer, we have that shit figured out. My New Year's resolution, fire uh, Greg Berhalter. He won't, though, because his brother's in charge of uh, something else, though, so nepotism right there. So I'm going to have to bang my head on this desk because we're wasting the golden years of Christian Pulisic and all the young guys because we have such good young talent on that squad, too. And they're bragging about, oh, Greg Berhalter's the – second fastest 10 wins and it's like yeah because he beats up on nobody's and then like when it comes to play Mexico we get our asses handed to us because we're still not up that top level yet and we're gonna fuck around and probably miss out on Qatar watch it'll happen we didn't think it would happen I don't know in if they 2018 but <laughs> no. yeah it's gonna be out in the winter too that's you know, not it's another, gonna be so weird <laughs> another New Year's res. apparently their stadiums though are gonna be like actually like air conditioned like eco like Actually, was like well thought out for like how dumb of a decision because there's probably bribes that so happen cor- Oh, absolutely! Because FIFA is so corrupt uh, that that's the thing. You how go with
0: Qatar. How many times are those stadiums going to be used after the Olympics? So
1: they won't though. That's the problem. But like, they're still apparently happen in Brazil. Apparently, like they're supposed to be like really like. Uh, so obviously, it's hotter than shit in Qatar. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the one the why they moved it to winter, but also two um their like stadium is like going to be like air conditioned where like the field temperature is actually going to be like 60 degrees or whatever where it's actually going to be like i mean that's engineered design
0: but again though they built that stadium for three four weeks
1: brazil uh their allegations about that like with it being bribed and they're in a really bad economic state yeah obviously that didn't help anything out um. Then they go to Russia and never trust Vladimir Putin with anything. <laughs> That's just a good life lesson. Um. And then Qatar somehow lands it, and it's just like, you know, uh. there's a lot of been stories on corruptions before. It's just like France hasn't held it in a while. France did a really good job with the World Cup. I know U.S., Mexico, and Canada is going to be hosting one in 2026, but it's like, how about let England host in, like, I mean – like we don't sure. have to go to like these super like small countries. Like, and I'm all for like trying to like help out like small countries and stuff, and like but if give them good them. exposure. But like some countries, it's just like, eh, we probably shouldn't go there because it's just not a good time right now. They're like not going to be built for a for a soccer tournament. Absolutely. Um,
0: I actually thought of one. <sighs> go for it. NFL. Back to NFL. Change the overtime rule. Yeah change the overtime Just, do you want it to be college no i do not Ooh. want it to be college did you hear pat's uh Where it's like suggestion? Beer pong? well see he used the beer pong analogy and i'm i hate that he does that kind of stuff i love it but i hate it because a lot of people are like oh he's comparing it to beer pong and they're which they're gonna te- laugh which, him off
1: which technically like he kind of right but at the same time like your whole rebuttal if you go down and score a touchdown like that's like almost like then you go into sudden your death your partner's going like that's like you and your partner both making a shot. I'm not, like, the biggest beer pong guy, so, like, my rules might be a little foggy. I'm
0: just – he, he's – what he's saying is in the professional football league, there is no rebuttal, but in beer pong, there is rebuttal. Listen, I'm Which not asking – technically
1: you do, because if you go down and kick a field goal, you do have a chance, but
0: – But the touchdown I, – I just hate that. In the past, what, five years, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and now Drew Brees have not been able to touch the ball in their overtime playoff games. It's just stupid. Ten-minute quarter. I want a full ten-minute quarter, no sudden death, no nothing. You play till the ten minutes. And after that ten minutes, there can be a winner. You, can, you play up until the last second. Last-second field goals still count. If it's still tied – then we figure something out then we do something like the college playoff then we do pat says you know do a a three round two point conversion thing put offense and defense on both sides of the ball on both sides of the field one team tries the two point conversion if they get it the other team gets to go if they don't get it then they get a chance to win you do that three times if you don't get it there kicking duel and that's what pat says but like there's room to rig- wiggle but what i'm saying is we at least need that 10 minute quarter even if it's Seven or eight minute quarter, whatever. But I'm pretty sure, is isn't overtime? Fifteen or ten minutes it's already? It's ten minutes right now. Yeah, have it just a ten minute quarter. I'd like to see them get rid of ties in the
1: regular season. I think ties is just so dumb. I kind of agree point. with that. Actually, as like, fun as they are for the giggles, I yeah. We're seeing a lot more re- come up recently, yeah. and it's just there's you been know, three in the past two years. Yeah, and um, see, I'd like college overtime personally, like especially with like fantasy scoring,
0: and oh, how God. that
1: could affect gambling becoming more and more prevalent the just, over always
0: bet the over it's fun for college i just don't think it would translate to the nfl but That's the right. two, i think the 10 minute two-point conversion and then maybe you know field goal battle like pat's pat says kick a 45 a 50 a 55 and a 60 and then if you're still tied at that point position kickers start kicking <laughs> like you just start throwing in random shit and See, that makes that, it that would actually be a lot of fun it like, makes it so much more fun and, you know, it makes people like Taysom Hill a little more because maybe he yeah. could probably go out there and kick a bomb well, too. One of
1: the coolest things was to see Chad Johnson in a preseason game go and kick and, like, yeah. you could do that. Then it's like th- – then, like, it becomes a little more strategic for your 53-man rosters. Absolutely. About I actually really like that idea. I, I say just abolish just overtime and just go straight to kicking. <laughs> just I go mean, straight to – I mean, it's right, like yeah. a penalty shootout almost. Yeah. In, like hockey abs- and soccer. Exactly. And, like, so yeah, but, but change uh, the over Um, and then one more. Or God, I got two more. Uh, shit, I what was one a, of them? I have one more too. Uh, I want to see the uh them get rid of the rules experts uh from the booth. I just can't stand really? those. Really, yeah. I like them. <laughs> see, a lot of them like I just hate it because oh, it's like officiating so poor. No one understands what the hell's going on. That's Even though like we're at our house and it's like, I can see that's a catch or I can see that's not offensive passer. Cause most of the time they just agree with the refs and they just like defend them. And, like, the Rose Bowl just pissed me off that guy. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, he gets grabbed, but at the same time he tries fighting it through. It's like, what the fuck is he supposed to do then? And mm-hmm. just, like, I can clearly see that's not pass interference, but I I don't know. Like, a lot of times they just go to the ref and he just kind of explains, like, what we already know. And then by the time they get done with it, they're going out
0: on the review and it's just like. That's fair. Dean Dino won't be with Fox anymore. He's actually the head official for the XFL.
1: He's going to be the head official? Wow. Oh. I like that a lot. A lot of big- See, I wish he would have been instead of uh
0: Al Riveron. Al
1: Riveron. God Absolutely. let out Al- let XFL have.
0: Alberto Al Riveron. Al Riveron. There you go, Fire Al Riveron. Get him there. Yeah, of that's a New Year's resolution. Um, get rid of that schmuck. No, one of my other one is that I think the NFL needs to discuss a seventeen week uh an eighteen week but a two by a two by week system where you get two by weeks pretty spread out through the season. And that seventeenth game maybe is a neutral zone. A neutral playing field, where maybe some teams have games in London, some teams have games in you know in I mean just in like a college stadium or that's just that's actually in someone else's... not that bad of an yeah, idea. the seventeenth because... game or the yeah it would be the seventeenth game. That one odd game is a neutral zone, not a home, not an extra home game. Uh, for
1: actually, I just thought of it. If you get another buy in there though, and then you have a neutral site, then you're taking away a home game from no teams. Yeah, because, I mean, you play 16 right now, and then you have that bye week. You, add you make in. it
0: 17. You make it an 18 week. Is that what
1: I it- – Wait, see, see the, the math's confusing. I think, actually, I just talked myself out of it. So, it's – you get two buys. So Even then if you- that'll take away a home game, but then you add on a game, and then that would be a home game back, and then the
0: neutral – yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm wrong. yeah, yeah. It, but even if you don't want to do that, even if it's just add a add a bye week in there, because I think that would, I think that would just make it easier on people. There's that extra week to recover again in the middle of the season, and you can just start a little bit earlier. Like I, th- people would love for you to start earlier. I don't think people would mind <laughs> football starting earlier in the summer. Yeah, I think that's one it's something they need to explore. I don't, they don't need to do it now, but it's something that they should look at
1: oh man i had one for nfl and i just literally can't think of it right now and oh it's frustrating it's something involving i god i can't think of it
0: why can't i think of it nba four oh. point rule maybe Ooh, that i'd like that i think they should explore it oh yeah okay i just thought of it for nfl okay. um kickoffs we understand like
1: they're kind of trying to get rid of them to abolish. But what I could, but what you could do is you've seen sometimes where kickers have been able to boot it all the way down the field, go into the field goal post. I think what they could do, bump it up to the thirty, have kickers try to like just bomb it through. You still get action on the kickoff, um, where either you can return it. Um, touchback would still be at the twenty-five. So if like if you wanted to kneel in the end zone, it be twenty-five. But I say if you kick it through the uprights, that accurate enough and that far enough, then the opposing team either has to start at their 10- or 5-yard line.
0: Ooh, I was thinking points, but I like that, actually. That's interesting. Um, A little bit more sh- strategy involved. I completely agree. On that note, fix the onside kick. True. Which I think they already said they're going to look at, but that is another one. All right. Any more? No, nah, I'm good. No? Yeah. I think I'm good, too. Uh, I do yeah. like that four-point shot rule, though. I think they I should explore like, yeah. NIT. Yeah, uh, nit. Throw it in there. See what we can do with it. Might as well. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that will do it for first round KO for today. Thank you for being here, Cal. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for
1: having me on. Greatly appreciated. Absolutely. We got one more show to I, do. I shall. Uh, yeah, that is true. God <laughs> damn it. But uh, I'm gonna go back and listen to this so that way you can get your uh, some money on it for Manker. So. Absolutely. Uh,
0: but yeah. So follow. Uh, by us. the way,
1: I listened to yours with Zach's for about. Um, Halfway through, and then that's what I'll,
0: most people tell us. And then I had
1: to, I stopped it. It's okay. It 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 gets weird. Yeah, it was like going off the rails. I'm like, are these guys drunk when they're doing it?
0: <laughs> no, we're drinking water. Um, <laughs> yeah, though no, that was I. I had a lot of people tell me I eh, listened to half of it. <laughs> I was like, hey man,
1: I'm gonna pull through, listen to the sponsorship, so that way he gets fry a penny or whatever it, it is it was a
0: fun thing and i think me and him it, are it, gonna, it's the you yeah. sound
1: like you had a lot of fun and if you had fun on it that's what matters exactly. don't listen to my garbage opinion on it <laughs> only your opinion is what matters it's KO. gonna be
0: a yearly thing for sure um but anyway uh like i said at the beginning of the show subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts we're on itunes spotify um go uh, follow us on twitter uh at frko podcast you can follow me at olson 2k18 or 2k20 i keep thinking i'm going to change it and i haven't yet but i probably will uh cal what is yours
1: uh for what social media handles uh callahan steed uh on twitter uh so that's c-a-l-a-h-a-n-s-t-e-e-d i had a really good tweet today um it was the one that i told you a while back ago about the uh america uh if they were smart with their budget they would just sell a uh, girl scout cookies to, for <laughs> fundraising <laughs> Did, did five likes, and I'm happy with it, but if I had to guess a tweet that would take off on me and do great numbers, I definitely thought it would be that one. So I'm going to go
0: retweet it for you. A little disheartening.
1: God bless. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, I realized that I uh, had never liked that flat Stanley one that you tweeted out, so I was like, I got to like that one
0: quick. One of my favorite tweets that I've had. I've had a few good ones like that before. Oh, and hey, there's your Greg Gard picture. Yeah, look at that. Uh, anyway. It was
1: a simpler time back then, my freshman year of college. And then the next day, I worked in 8 a.m. and I told my friend about it. Good time.
0: <laughs> anyway, the Twitter links in the description below. Also check out merch on Redbubble. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be I'll be back next Monday to talk about all the NFL games. I don't know if Hansen will be back by that point But it'll at least be me on Monday So Shout watch out for that episode Thank you for listening Man, it's the Got me down in the fifth Got me drowning in indecisions Genie, I'm full of wishes Still can't help with the disposition Of just a young college kid with all the privilege Stress beyond belief So catch my storm and the villages Keep an image of Priscilla with the J Dilla Dilla need another dollar Dollar in Manila So vanilla with a swirl Let the blade run Tongue drips, slice down the middle of our nation Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation Kept me busy since day one, accusations Pockets gained a little weight, like my ex-bitch Still the only bricks that I've been stacking Been in Tetris, never measured up Cause we've been on a different metric and I don't
1: give a fuck about who the next I feel the is. Wash, jeans, the the like I fill the, the hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos, acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just wanna jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos, acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after
0: sipping some hot cocoa. I just wanna jump from the top and fly solo.